everybody and welcome to episode 77 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and once again, back alongside me, as always is... Hello, I'm Chris Vint, and today we're going to be talking about the best doctor probably ever. Did you not like my exciting I did, for yeah, you? I did, I just thought maybe you'd forgotten who I was and we'd just buy more time. <laughs> It's like, and it's like, his name is. It's like, oh my god! Who is this man? I've been doing a podcast for nearly four years with. I do not know him. Ah, fireworks! Run away! <laughs> ah, run away! <laughs> you can tell this is going to be an interesting episode. Yes. Indeed. You thought our Davison one was interesting at the beginning. This one ain't got nothing on this one. But this is the tenth episode of our eleven, dedicated to the men who have portrayed officially. The Doctor, and of course, number 10 means Chris. It means that it's David Tennant, and today we've decided to do an episode now with our last one. We did Dalek, which has Rose in it, and each episode we've picked a different companion. But we've decided to do Scully Reunion because we have a reunion of two old friends that we've encountered along the way the X, yeah, the X and the Tin Dog, uh, for want of better words. So, um Obviously, Skull Reunion had the um, pleasure of having uh, Elizabeth Sladen in, in it, who played Sarah Jane Smith, of course. Um, I That was only meant to be a one-time thing. It wasn't meant to be going on like she did come back for um, so many episodes. Um, but because of the popularity of it and how well it was received, she then came back in the likes of The Stolen Earth and things like that. And, um, you know, we saw her in the end of time as well whenever David Tennant was saying goodbye to um, his fellow um, companions so um, we see the headmaster who is Mr Finch um, played by Anthony Head um, an absolute god to acting um, seen interacting with an orphan child he's sitting outside he's basically a headmaster he's set in a, a secondary school and she says that um, the nurse told her to go down there and goes like well what do you, what uh, I have with you you know like go on home oh well I can't there's nobody there oh I see you're an only child come in then it's almost time for lunch I just love the way he says it's like it's almost time for lunch and then the door, so the door closes and you just hear this noise and the kids screaming um, so the doctor is a school teacher and starts rambling on about physics 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 I hope you're getting all this down and uses the word crectamundo a word that he's never used and will never use again because Milo got things right um, Rose is a dinner lady as well which, which is she could you could see Rose have actually being in her normal life yes and um, she loves the chips um, but um, the doctor says her a bit meh and said there would be more happy slapping hoodies with asbos and ringtones um, so yeah that was back in 2006 probably whenever there was like loads uh, or yeah 2006 antisocial behaviour disorders yes with, would have been like loads of the beep 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 you know ringtones that you had to yeah. type in yourself um, Mickey has contacted the Rose and the Doctor and the, the Rose the Rose she's now the Rose the she's like the rock thorn in my side um to do with um, some strange going on at the school it's trying to hack stuff on the computer and then basically this big flashing images comes up saying Torchwood access denied which I don't think would actually happen but I think it would just come up saying access denied I don't think it would say there's Torchwood yeah it's kind of like uh, we have the flag there yeah so the main obviously um, we see the kids 
are sitting at the keyboard typing away at a frequently fast pace trying to so solve the paradigm code is what it's called mm -hmm. um, so basically we find out later on that the chips that they're eating it gives them more intelligence gets them to do that there but it's not just that it's their souls as well that's why adults can't do it they're trying to capture the kids souls and they're just sitting there keyboard warriors if you will um, and uh, of course you know what you were saying about uh, Sarah Jane being here kind of playing I haven't got that far yet no yeah. oh my god she hasn't appeared in the episode yet spoilers why did you mention her so you, you mentioned it, it. Really? no no fine then if you're going to be so picky about it then you go continue fine I'm going to wait bye <laughs> The headmaster, Mr. Finch, comes in with a familiar face called Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All you have to do is wait five seconds. <laughs> I was getting impatiently below. Um, but, but yes, the whole thing about this is basically we see Sarah Jane, she's back, basically doing what we saw her doing when she first appeared in Doctor Who, was doing this whole journalism thing, investigating always interested in the goings-on. Mm. And isn't it something along the lines of... Um, they end up discussing about the fact that... Uh, like teachers have been disappearing and yes. stuff like that and you know it's revealed that someone apparently won the lottery recently yeah. as well it goes like um, she didn't even do the lottery just a ticket was posted through her letterbox and mm -hmm. the doctor says oh the world's a strange place so the doctor um, sees Sarah Jane and Sarah Jane comes over and goes like um, I'm Sarah Jane and uh, he goes like oh yes I should think so and she goes pardon and goes like oh right um, I'm John Smith it goes like I used to have a friend I used to have a friend who went by that name. Oh, that's a very common name. Oh, he was a very uncommon man. And then it's just like, um, so how long have you been here for? Two days. It's like, oh, so you're new. So do you think there's more going on that meets the eye? And it's kind of like... Transformers. It's like, uh, <laughs> I thought you were here to do a report. It goes, well, it doesn't have to do with a little, um, little undercover work. And it goes like, oh, good for you, Sarah Jane Smith. And then you see the doctor in the... Um, hall in the car door with all the kids running down past him and kind of like you kind of see him stop and kind of he must be thinking about the old times and yeah. a big smile on his face which is quite the uh, quite good um, Kenny who's the main in inverted commas hero um, of the story sees one of the teachers in their altered form which they are called the Krillitane um, so we see that basically like bad people yes pretty much yeah um, Sarah Jane uh, we see her coming back into the school as is the doctor Mickey and Rose um, we hear the bat people the Krillitane making noises and Sarah Jane goes through a door turns around boom right in front of her is the TARDIS Ooh. and the um, that music was she, she kind of backs up goes through the door turns around the doctor stands there and goes like hello Sarah Jane I go like doctor it's you um you've regenerated again oh well about half a dozen times since we've we, we last, last met, we yeah. last saw but we also see that they're doing a bit of um you know they're talking to each other and this is the first time that we hear him call her sarah not mm -hmm. sarah jane because in um one of the sarah jane adventures that the doctor in says like she doesn't like being called sarah because like well i always call her sarah so you know like she almost makes an exception for the doctor doing right, that it's him. yeah um Mickey then says about the ex-girlfriend and the missus because Rose and Sarah Jane are kind of going at it going well, the like the thing is but even before that the kind of romantic sort of making up the reunion the e-school reunion is interrupted by a very girly scream 
Remember the girly scream? Yes, that's whenever they go there and says like, "Why is there, why is there rats? Oh, they must be doing that in biology. You must, you mustn't have got that far yet." To Rose and Rose says, "They don't dissect anything anymore. Where are you from? The dark ages?" And you're like, "Okay." That's then. And that's when Mickey like, makes the oh, comment God. about the yeah. ex and the missus. I, so, I think that's one of the best lines in that sort of starter era of New yeah, Who. Yeah. Just because Mickey's like, he knows he's lost Rose. He knows romantically he has lost Rose, that she will never, having, you know, gallivanted about, the, you know, the galaxy with the Doctor, ever find it, you know, normal to come back to be with him. Yeah. So he's now just going to have a wee bit of a joke at the Doctor's expense, going, oh, well, she's in your hands now. <laughs> yeah, better, better in your hands than mine. So, um, where am I so then um, Sarah Jane once they run outside Sarah Jane says like oh I've got something to show you owns a bit of their car and lo and behold what's there but K9 and um, Rose says why does he look so disco which is kind of a weird um, uh, like a weird description description to say and instead of why does he look so retro I would have said disco so they for a dog that's meant to be from thousands of years in the future yeah exactly it's kind of edge technology apparently exactly so they end up in a chip shop and they have canine on the table and rose has ordered chips and um sarah says that you know she waited for the doctor and as soon as i heard that all i could think of then was amy who waited for the doctor yeah although you know like fair enough the doctor came back for both of them but obviously Sergey and had a wee while to wait. Quite a bit of time, you know. To wait. Whereas, well, Amy had quite a well, long. Amy's was about ten years. Yeah, something like twelve years or something like that. They so. went. Th- they went through it at different points in their life. Sergey had been on her adventures with the doctor, yeah. and then eventually came home and got uh, left in Scotland. Yes, she was meant to be left in Croydon and you left in Aberdeen, and yes. uh, the doctor says, "Well, it was close enough, was it not?" Yeah, but then, whereas Amy had to grow up through that being told that she'd been imagining things and it was just an imaginary and friend for, it's a very uh, different thing for um, psychiatrists as well yes and like four I kept biting them yes um, so then Rose can't get the grips with the doctor having different companions says like how many have you had and you know it's almost that that almost strikes <laughs> me that almost strikes me as if you're in a relationship one of the questions that may pop up is how many sexual partners have you had and that seems to be the doctor hasn't really had that so that seems to be that kind of thing you know that a lot of people will get you know like you have to fire a number at them um, and the reading of this podcast has just went to T for teen well whatever <laughs> um, so she can't get the right grips with that and the doctor says look I, I don't age um, you you age you, Wasn't it, you and wither you, and die you decay you wither and die so uh, you know like, which is so sad you know and it's the case of uh, they're talking and then one of the cruelty interrupts them um, so very that. rude um, and uh, so w- they then go outside the school and uh, for chips they're <laughs> uh, in daylight and the doctor says Rose Sarah you check the you check the computer room and give mm-hmm. Sarah the sonic screwdriver but Rose puts her yes. hand out and Mickey you're in surveillance so which means sit, I'm the tin dog. sit in the car um, so the, the one of the best scenes then is whenever the doctor says that he's going to talk to Mr Finch oh, yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. Mr Finch downstairs and the doctor upstairs kind of looking down and then just either side of the swimming pool and they're talking about it mm-hmm. and they're talking to each other and says like Krillitane you know like 
you know, like they absorb what they've been before. So they absorb uh, someone. Absor- that they had, absorb like, traits. They absorb like wings instead, like nice people, etc. And then the humans, it's more like a holographic image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, like, right, okay. And then the doctor says, like, I'm getting so old for this. I used to have so much patience, and I don't. Mm-hmm. You get one warning, and that's it. And Mr. Finch says, like, but we're not at war. Uh, we haven't done anything and he kind of the doctor kind of just walks off so Rose and Sarah Jane are in the uh, computer room and trying to get the sonic screwdriver to work and then they compare notes about the doctor saying like well I've seen Daleks I've seen this I've seen Cybermen I've seen this well I've seen like the Yeti or whatever I've seen basically the like Loch Ness like Monster a pack of kids I've seen the Loch Ness Monster have you? No, and they start laughing about like it does he still touch parts of the TARDIS? Does he still do this? Um Was it yes he rubs? So it. this uh they then there's the scene that the doctor has with Finch again to do with Finch saying that you know, like they're trying to solve the paradigm code and you know, like if the doctor was to come with them they would be gods. He could save his people. He could do this and he could do that and Sarah is like the voice of reason and kinda of tells him not to do it and um, so he doesn't so Mr Finch walks off and they walk into the staff room and goes like there's a slight change to the timetable go like what's changing now we're going to have an early lunch <laughs> and then just all the teachers get all devoured again nom, 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 nom. and um, the school's on lockdown and um, Kenny is banging the window and Mickey sees him and he switches on K9 and says like oh, you do, do you have a lock or something we are in a car I know but we need, we need to get in we this are in a we car. are in a car so eventually they ply through um, and there's a scene then in the assembly well the canteen almost that um, they all everyone's in there after um, the doctors figured out that they're um, that the oil was one that they'll ship, um, ship them back to their old former destroy them one yes. or the other so um, they go in there and they're um, Finch says like the doctor's mine the others you can feast and then Kenine comes in and you just hear him say like get the shitty dog thing um, which I thought was a great line um, Kenine sacrifices himself uh, but what isn't it isn't it like doesn't Anthony Head's character turn around and goes bad dog or something that's like that. a, that's the next part yeah uh, whenever canine says that one blast uh, uh, from his laser at the barrels would then destroy him but you'd be trapped inside canine got affirmative and then it's like well you know like you're a good dog aren't you and he got affirmative so whenever he shoots that and that was the, very sad as the, well the acid goes on or the stuff from the barrels goes on their face and then he goes like bad dog and it's just like affirmative and then oh. just blows up so Kenny blew up the skull and everyone rejoicing rejoicing that Kenny he's a lad Kenny's a Kenny's junior a lad. Kenny's a junior arsonist and probably going to juvie for a while <laughs> for blowing up a skull the doctor doesn't care he'll be leaving shortly no so Sarah Jane and the doctor one last time they go into the TARDIS and she says you've redecorated and Rose like I like it and he's like right okay I think I'm down there and she says to <laughs> Sarah Jane do I stay with him I go, yes you stay with him you stay with him because you'll never ever experience this again I goes like if you need me at any time when you, it's over when it's over you, you talk to me so the doctor asked Sarah Jane to come with them because like yeah be a laugh and go like no I've had my fill of that and then Mickey goes can I come and Rose like yeah sure whatever so it's almost the it's almost like yeah it's almost like you've got a date 
and you don't mind like one of his exes coming along but you know like somebody that you're not really friends with kind of come along for a ride and you're like, yeah, yeah. He, he's not really invited but has invited themselves mm-hmm. um, goodbye so Sarah Jane says goodbye to the doctor and she says oh, it's not it's not goodbye please just say goodbye and says goodbye goodbye my Sarah Jane kind of hugs her but lifts her up as well as if to say you know you mean so much to me mm-hmm. goes into the TARDIS the TARDIS dematerialises and canines repaired and Sarah Jane's chuffed that the doctor did it um, and that's kind of I'm not. Quite, I'm quite impressed. You've said dematerialized a few times during these last few episodes, and you've got it right. Well done, me. But I do think it was kind of quite cool about that whole scene about you know, with Mickey effectively inviting himself. Just it was a nice wee thing that turned around Sergey and says about you know you need a Smith on board. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, which is kind of funny when you see foreshadowing Matt Smith. Yeah, you know, true. There's, there's still a Smith in the TARDIS effectively. Yeah, true. But no, that it is a nice we ending in terms of you know she gets K9 back fully repaired 100% in working order as well so that's kind of almost like the doctor's departing gift yes almost you know to like her. to say here's a part of me um, where was it I was reading here he's obviously been reading quite a lot everybody with this book Longstanding fans were delighted to see Sarah Jane Smith and K9 and Toby Whithouse's school reunion with Mickey joining the TARDIS the girl in the fireplace continued the bittersweet exploration of the Doctor's longevity compared with mere humans and it says Fear Her provi- presented a more subdued tale of suburban horror before Army of Ghosts and Doomsday pitted the Daleks against the Cyberman for the first time in the show's history so that's why that so um, yeah um, I think probably the first point probably to um, hit on is the fact that as we have said by explaining the episode we have an old companion we have the current companion at that time what was it like seeing them both on screen because did it still well obviously because this was your first episode did it impact you in any way differently because you didn't know as much then about older Doctor Who seeing Sergi in there or did you just think oh this obviously is a really really old friend and so this means a lot I think it was maybe the fact that because with this being a UK based show the press at the time were all over this mm. you know like so they said you know here like I always remember reading the TV part and they'd say like next week on Doctor Who you know like or this Saturday on Doctor Who the doctors visited by a familiar friend Sarah Jane go on to talk about you know like her being in the older one so I thought right well I'll give that one a try because as I've said in previous podcasts the um, BBC budget and the visual effects weren't ones that grabbed me you know like obviously in later you know later on you know like they get a lot better and, and things like that but it was just a case of because I saw that I went right right well I'll give it a watch then so I watched it and then was kind of intrigued by that and then obviously the story after that so I think for me I picked a good starting point mm-hmm. you know I'm not saying you didn't but just for me hopping on I think I couldn't have picked a better episode especially in Tennant's um, in Tennant's era yes. like I was actually listening to the Doctor Who podcast and one of the guys was saying that um, he was unaware that Tennant was actually going to regenerate because he stayed away from all the press yeah. he stayed away from everything and he was unaware of that and how amazing that would have mm-hmm. been 
to then see that. That's right. You know? Well, this is the thing, right? And we've been talking about it numerous times about times being different over these last episodes. About in the older Doctor Who, there was no leaking of the internet and all that sort of stuff. But even nowadays, there's very, very little stuff that leaks in regards to Doctor, Do- you know, Doctor Who. Um, the one big moment that always stands out for me in Tennant's era as an absolute moment of shock is when we get to that time period where Rose has been away, they, they've been s- separated, you know, the whole parallel dimensions have occurred, she's in the other dimension, but it's, you know, the Donna companion era and Rose comes back. You she's talking about whenever back. he's running down the street? Yes, this is where I'm going. They're running down the street and the Dalek comes out from in between cars zaps him and then he gets back into the TARDIS and basically he starts regenerating and at the end of that episode and literally you know there'd been rumours by this stage that Tennant was probably about that time to start thinking about leaving the yeah. role and I remember when that happened I was like uh, uh, it was just like whoa well, is this actually happening right now have they pulled the wool over our eyes and is this actually him going huh. and for them to have managed to keep that so quiet so that when that moment happened and you were shocked was astounding to me yes I would agree with you there because like obviously I'd start watching it then you know and you know like I'd watched obviously the season with Martha and then that one there um, because I used to love coming home on the Saturdays after work and then having that on the skybox and then just watching it but as you say you know like him just going in I'm regenerating and I'm thinking at this point I kind of know what regenerating is mm-hmm. but kind of don't so it's just like you know like you're, you're like I don't want somebody else you're anxiously waiting like I've only I've only just got attached to this doctor and now they're going to go and change him and then they don't mm. you know like so I thought that was really clever the way they'd done that it was such a it was such a nice twist and it's such an impactful part of Tennant's time as um, the doctor um, I think probably good thing to talk about now is kind of we've been mentioning them all fleetingly is the different companions that Tennant had because he has had a queer few it's fair to say mm-hmm. um, in comparison to other doctors especially of the modern era more than anything um, what have we had we've got uh, we've got Rose we've got Martha we've got Donna we've got um, are you going to count Wolf. like I'm going to count Wolf okay is there anybody else you would overly count? Well, I, w- I wouldn't really count, but obviously, you know, like he'd had Mickey kind of in there. Yeah. <laughs> Rose's mum. <laughs> well, technically, she's travelled in the TARDIS with him. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, this is true. But, no, because I, I was thinking of your woman Astrid, Kelly Minogue, but she didn't really mm, go yeah, in the she, TARDIS. She died in one episode, so. I wouldn't really count on it, but I would count the likes of Wilf because he's involved in a fair few of Tennant's stories. Yeah. So and of course he's a big part of the Tennant finale as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would you? How would you compare them to each other? Because it's a nice, it's a nice, good bit of a selection. Obviously, we've kind of explained in our ninth Doctor episode in terms of Rose was kind of there for the times but as we've progressed she's kind of slowly moved down the pile okay well I've got a question for you once we're done oh, this right, one, okay. Um, okay so well obviously you know like Mickey Noel Clark did a good performance and then he was one who comes back you know quite a bit he's mm. a regular one 
And obviously we see Wolf in the Christmas Invasion, isn't it? That was his first one. We saw him in the first one because he wasn't meant to play... No, it wasn't that. No, 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 it was the, no, one, it was it was the Voyage the, of the Dam. Voyage of the Dam. Voyage of the Dam. He was just meant to be a yeah. newspaper guy. Yeah, um, and, then, and then obviously we'd seen him then, you know, like throughout Donna's... Um, he was brought in because yeah. the guy who played Donna's dad sadly yes, passed exactly, away so yeah. they needed a father figure and then obviously in the time we'd seen him in that as well um, I love Cribbins in Doctor Who um, I just think he's brilliant I think mm. he's one that brings the comedy to the to the role mm-hmm. you know very much like Catherine Tate does for Donna mm-hmm. I think he is a very I think that's almost what added to Donna's time as a companion to the Doctor because you could genuinely believe when you saw Wilf on screen you could genuinely believe that he was her granda mm-hmm. because he always was like a funny jokey guy and yeah. stuff and you always knew Catherine Tate's a funny person you had that funny funny bouncy guy and then you had her mum who was just a real stuck up son of a gun she had a finger up her yeah she just like it was like you know somebody had asked her to brush the floor and um, you know she decided to stick with someone mm-hmm. but she she was just a very surly character a very you know she cared for Donna but you know like even whenever Donna has um, after the the Stone Earth one whenever the doctor has to wipe her mind and she says like she's my daughter and she'll always be important to me and the doctor says well maybe you should tell her that once in a while yeah. you know saying that Donna doesn't know how much you appreciate her Yeah, you know and that kind of thing but I think that Cribbins is probably one of the best. He's probably one of my favourite ones. Characters, very, characters, full stop. End the story. Companions aside, very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, my f- question to you would be that in Tennant's era, we see the return of the Master, and how now Brian Kai, no, how John Sim betrayed the master but how does he measure up to the epicness that is Roger Delgado well, since we are comparing companions yes. it's only fair that we do that that is indeed well um, you kind of can't forget as well before you had John you had Derek Jacobi played him for an episode effectively even though we didn't really know it was the master until towards the end you had was it oh, yeah, yes. Professor y- Yana uh, Utopia yeah, yeah Utopia okay. um, so you only got to see a small glimpse as Jacoby as the master, but you know that gave you kind of first glimpse as to you know you saw a glimpse and you're like yeah you know he made you believe right that's the master okay yeah. got that, and then obviously he regenerated in the Doctor's TARDIS uh, into Sim. Um, comparing Sim to Delgado was very very hard because. Sim I knew from as you would have Life on Mars yeah, because that was the kind of big programme for him before he made this appearance in Doctor Who so for us having seen him in Life on Mars it's a world away from the Master Mm -hmm. very very different character but I think Sim played him you knew he was the Master but he was a very different Master to what we have seen with the likes of a Delgado because you know Delgado was very a very intimidating master. You know we've explained about it in you know the Pertwee episode, you know specifically, in regards to him. Whereas Sim 
Smaster, yes, you knew that guy was, pro you know, a few screws loose upstairs and very aggressive, but he was also almost slightly jokey. Yeah. Because we've seen it in the in the episodes when you know when tenants like to be shriveled up like elf doctor in mm -hmm. the cage, and flipping out comes Sim as the master singing a Scissor Sisters song. Yeah, and dancing with his wife. Yeah. And things like that. And yeah. Pushing people away in chairs and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's. You know, it was you knew it was the master, but it was another fantastic, different portrayal as him. Picking one over the other is quite hard, in my opinion, because again, Sim was my first, you know, witnessing of the master, mm -hmm. so I do really appreciate him as it. But I don't think anybody's really going to be able to beat Delgado, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. What about you? Well, I'd be the same. I think Delgado set the bar very high. I think Sim came very close. To yeah, I would. I would definitely bar. have Sim as my second. Yeah, I would dice. say that he would be. But I think it's a case of because Pertwee was such a strong character that Delgado was a strong character and it's the same that Tennant needed that and Sim equally was as good at that. Mm -hmm. One thing I would have loved to see was Sim reprise his role as the master with Smith Yeah. to see how Smith would find himself I'm shocked that. that they haven't done that. I really am shocked that they haven't done it. Mind, we could still get surprised. I know, exactly. We could still get surprised. Exactly. You never know with these things. Um, but... Where would you? I know there's two kind of masters we haven't specifically talked about. Uh, oh, don't talk about Erica Roberts, <laughs> Anthony Ainley, and Eric Roberts. So Ainley was the one do Davison's like the f five doctors. Yes, he was the one okay. in the five doctors. Yes. Um, well, he. Would I, be I would Eric think Roberts, it would. I would hands think, down. I would think it's fair to say it goes Delgado, Sim, Anthony Ainley. Eric Roberts. See, Eric Roberts would go right down the bottom, I think, even beyond it. Yeah, it's just like oh, wow. In case anybody else portrays the master that we don't like, I think Eric Roberts is still way down. Yeah, the don't worry, don't worry. You could go. Don't in worry, you're you, safe. You could talk like German, and you would still be safe. But I think, you know, if you know, we don't see Sim back as the master, um, with Smith, I think it would be very, very interesting to see him come back, uh, and face Capaldi. Yeah. Because, you know, you could just picture Sim's master being very sort of, oh, you're old now. Uh -huh. You know, last time I saw you, you were so young. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that could be a really cool wee dynamic. You know, it's just like, haha, I'm the young one now. And I, last time you saw me, I saved your backside, effectively. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be the really, really cool twist once the master eventually ever does return to the show. Yeah. It's going to be... Last time we were together, I saved you. No, Little did the master know that Tennant eventually went on and regenerated and stuff yeah. like that. But in his opinion, he, you know, took his revenge against the, the Time Lords, Lords yeah. for you know causing the drums to be in his head and yeah. stuff. And in return, effectively saved Tennant at that time. But uh, no, Sim did an absolutely stellar job as the master. Oh, totally. He totally definitely agree. did. Totally agree. Um, and I would love to see him come back to the role. Okay, well, before we wrap this up, obviously School Reunion was the episode we picked for this one here because of the throwback. Mm -hmm. But if there was going to be another episode that you would have to pick, Three Tenants, um, that you can't have Billy Piper. Okay. So say we, say we were to do another episode, mm -hmm. right, and we were to talk about something. What ep what episode would you choose from either Martha mm. or Donna or Voyage of the Damned? Hmm. 
I would probably go for the Sontaran stratagem. Because it has both of them in it. I liked it because... Yes, it has both of them in it, but also we got to see a Sontarans on unit in the same episodes as well. So I think kind of that one's a pretty cool package in it that and of course in that those episodes as well we get to see tenant tenants a wee bit jokey as well because, you know, there's the whole gas is going about yeah, and he gets the gas man and he goes, Are you and my mummy? Yeah. And uh that's our first hint back to the whole unit aspect in Modern mm-hmm. Who as well. So I would probably go with the Lexus on Taran strategy and it was really enjoyable. Plus you got Martha and Donna as well, so it was a pretty good one. Mine would actually be one that I think will shock you would be the unicorn and the wasp. Mm, that is a surprise because I re- I don't know what it is about that story but I just really like that story I think I like the absurdness of it that yes. you know there's a big giant wasp um, but I love the you know like I love the interaction between Tennant and you know Catherine Tate and you know like obviously you want to play as Agatha Christie yes and I just love that episode it's one that I could watch countless times but um Obviously, everybody knows I like Blink, but I'm not going to count that in this list because it's kind of more a Dr. Light episode. I think another good um, two-parter that, even though he isn't the Doctor, you probably know where I'm going now, is Family of Blood. It's It shows... It's, it's, it's a, if you're wanting to see the Doctor, it's a very hard set of episodes to watch. Yeah. But if you watch it in terms of like a drama piece... It is very, very good because you've got this quandary of Martha knows everything that's happened, but mm-hmm. obviously Tennant's got the whole fog watch thing going on. He doesn't know what's happened. He thinks he is John Smith. He falls in love. So when Martha tries to talk him round to saying, Doctor, stuff's going on. We need you know, get a snap out of this. He's very against it. Yeah. And stuff, you know, I'm in love. I am John Smith. You know, I will not. But I think for me, those double episodes is the whole thing where you saw where he pretend, he saw the flash forward to what could have been his future. Uh-huh. You know, growing old, having kids, you know, grow, dying peacefully on his deathbed with his family. And then you've got that cruel twist at the end of it where he finally speaks to, I can't remember the name of the character, but the woman that he'd fallen in love with where he ends up talking to her again, but as the doctor. Yeah, and he said, and like, he was she happy? Yes. Were you and he said yes, and you see the lip quivering. You yeah. talking about the yeah, 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 end yeah. of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you see, on the flip side of that, you also have Science and Library and Forest of the Dead, which, as you said, Martha knows everything, and this one here, River knows everything. Yes, because she's encountered the Doctor, but that's not her Doctor. Yes. Um, but that's you know, like you could go on and on with the amount of tenant ones that yeah. are good. Um, and you there know, was like, a lot of good talent. There were some bad ones, you know, like the Fear Her yeah. and Loving Monsters. Yes, to be specific. Well, that's <laughs> another Doctor Light episode. Mm-hmm. So it was so, but needless to say, that, I think that'll probably do it for now. We could ramble on probably here for another twenty plus minutes, but you know, save it for another day. Yes, I think so. Save the day. Save the day. Save the day. Dum, 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 dum. No. Okay, but we are going to get to see the return of David Tennant in the 50th anniversary, so all is well in the world. Yes, and then once that is actually aired, we'll probably bring you a review of that just to encapsulate. Yes. Just, to kind of, just to kind of put the full stop on our month long Doctor Who specials. Yeah, I would say that would but be fair. This has been the 10th episode of our 11 episodes dedicated to 
the 11 men who have played the Doctor. The last one is coming up next with Mr. Matt Smith. We won't tell you the episode, but when you know you hear us talk about it, you'll see it's kind of a bit obvious why we choose this episode uh, with the run into the 50th. But then after that, you're going to get a conglomerate of people. There's going to be so many peoples on the podcast. There's going to be myself and Chris, and we're going to be joined by at least three other individuals on uh, a show specifically dedicated to just the anticipation we're going to see what other people are feeling. You know, we had our episode, you know, a number of weeks ago where we kind of said about things we're looking forward to, but we want to see what other people are looking forward to as well, and then we'll just have some general 50th anniversary discussions as well. So you have that to look forward to uh, coming very, very soon. But join uh, us in another few days for the final of these 11 episodes where we will discuss the 11th Doctor, Mr. Matt Smith. So, uh, as always, I've been Alan Price, he's been Chris Vint, and we look forward to you joining us then. Farewell. Alonzi. Alonzi.